0: Streaming. I'm grateful that technology allows us to do that, but there's a difference that I, for me anyways. I'm a lover. I'm a connector. It's a different joy um, being in person and uh, seeing you guys walk in through those doors. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, and giving you a hug and it's just a joy for me. So so welcome and welcome everybody who's watching online. Um, Yeah, welcome. Thank you for joining us. And so we're just going to jump right into this message. And uh, Stevie and I are going to tag team a series um, that's about the four facades of Jesus Christ. All right? The four virtues of Jesus Christ. And so we all inspire to be more like Jesus, right? We want to be more like God. More like him. More like Christ. And so something that I would ask myself for years is, well, how can I be like Jesus? Right? I mean, I can't do half of the things he he, he did. I can't do, uh, I'm not perfect. I, I, I sin. But how can I be more like Jesus? And so we're going to explore that here these next couple weeks. Um, and... So there's four four characteristics that Jesus demonstrated in his ministry and in his life, right? So Jesus was a lover. Jesus was a king. Jesus was a warrior. And Jesus was a teacher. And he demonstrated those four virtues perfectly, right? And so Jesus is a lover who loved God. With all his soul. So we have these flowers representing love. Jesus loved God with all his soul. Jesus was a safe lover. He was so safe that kids and women could approach him. He was safe to be around. Jesus was also... A perfect king. A king who fed his people and who was a caretaker. He wasn't a king that that was all about power and dominating. He was a king who looked after his kingdom. He was a king who looked after his people. Right? And we also... Know that Jesus was the ultimate teacher, and we have the Bible representing the teacher. Jesus was the teacher. Um, Jesus loved God with all his mind, and he was the greatest teacher that we've ever known. And he was just full of wisdom, and, and he knew how to how to how to confront every situation. He was the teacher of teachers. Jesus was also a warrior. And he demonstrated the perfect way of how to be a warrior. And he wasn't a warrior that would go around chopping heads. But he was a warrior who set limits, who set boundaries, who protected. Protected those who needed protection. But today, we're going to focus on Jesus, the lover. And how can we be more like Jesus and the lover? So in order to understand, in order to better understand how we can love like Jesus loved, how we can look more like Jesus, we have to understand it's virtues, it's, it, it's, it's, it's pros and cons. How does that, that apply to me? Right? So, we're all like Jesus. In fact, the Bible says that we're made in his perfect image. And we all have lover inside of us. We're all teachers. We're all warriors. And we're all kings and queens. But usually... For everybody, there's one virtue that sticks to us the most, right? Me, I'm a lover. I'm a lover more than anything. And I think I know, in fact, that I live in the in the in the lover facade and the lover virtue more than anything. I could turn up the, the warrior and set boundaries when I need protection. Oh, when I need to protect someone else. I could turn up the teacher when it's my turn to come up here and teach, right? I could be the king. I know how to turn up the king inside of me. When I'm feeling down, depressed, or not worthy, I'm like, no, you know what? I'm going to put on my crown. I know who my father is. I know what he says about me. But I want to read to you some of the strong areas of a lover, okay? And as you hear this, I want you to reflect or think, which one am I? Which one's my strong virtue? Am I a a warrior? Do I live in 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 the teacher, in the king or queen, or in the lover virtue? Like I said, the one that, that, that dominates me most that I usually live in is in the lover. And let me, show, let me share some of the virtues, some of the good qualities of a person who lives in the lover. So a lover knows how to connect with people and knows how to connect with his or her own emotions. A lover feels fully in touch with his Or her emotions. And for me, I wear my emotions on my sleeves. People know how I'm feeling, what kind of day I'm having. You don't even have to ask me. You could just spend a few minutes with me and you know what kind of day I'm having. A lover is open. He's open. A lot of times, I'm I'm just an open book. You ask me anything and I'm going to tell you, you know. A lover is spontaneous, intuitive, creative. A lover yields, doesn't have to be the center of attention, always just wants to see others succeed. A lover produces, a lover provides, a lover delivers, and a lover releases as well. A lover many times look af- looks after the well-being of others before we do ourselves. And sometimes that can be a good thing or a bad thing, and I'm going to get a little bit more into that. But a lover connects. And for me, especially these last couple months, not having any church, and not, not, not being able to go out as much and connect with the people that I love, I felt that. I felt that lack of connection. And so what are, the, what are the things, some of the things that a lover struggles with? If you're a lover, you might connect with some of these things that have happened to you. Or you might know somebody who lives in this quadrant and struggles with this. A lover plays the victim role when they're in a bad place. I know for myself, just a few years ago when I was going through a a, a bad time in my life, a deep depression, I played the victim role. And I blamed everybody, including God, including Satan, including people around me. It was everybody's fault except for my fault. So a lover struggles with victim role. A lover, when when he or she is struggling can get out of touch with their emotions. And they just become cold. A lover isolates. And this is one of the ways that I've struggled in the past when you know I'm in a bad place in my heart. You don't hear from me. I isolate myself. A lover, when they're struggling, they shut down. We just stop talking, we stop feeling. It's a defense mechanism. I'm gonna shut down because if I'm open, I'm I'm putting myself out out there to be vulnerable. I'm being vulnerable, and there's an opportunity for me to be hurt again. A lover, when they're in a bad place, they develop addictions as well. Addiction patterns. And these patterns are usually to numb the pain or to try to feel some sort of uh, uh, um, feeling good to uh, something that will make me feel good. And and these addiction patterns could be anything from pornography to eating to, to watching television, any type of addiction, alcohol, drugs. Anything that will numb the pain, anything that will help me forget about what I'm struggling with. A lover tends to, when they're not in a good place, tends to to adapt addictions. A lover, when they're in a bad place, they get needy. I need people. I need connection. I need this. I need that. I need this and that to be happy. I need this to be happy. I need them to love me to be happy. I need to have more to be happy. I need to get a raise to, get, to be happy. I need more people to follow me to be happy. I need, 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 need to feel better. A lover, when they're, when they're, when they're in a bad place in their heart, they drown in our emotions. We just drown. And we're always down. And we're depressed. We just drown on our emotions, and instead of letting our us controlling our emotions, we allow our emotions to control us. We believe that we are un, unable to love, or that our love is dried up. We our pain is in rejection. We feel rejected. We feel loneliness. Nobody loves me. Nobody wants to be around me. And when we're in all of that in a bad place, we do. We tend to make unhealthy choices and unhealthy reactions. And many of these wounds that I've just mentioned uh, in the in the lover uh, usually come at a very, very, very early age. So the first thing a baby experiences when they're born is love. Right? We're not, the first thing the baby, we we, we don't experience here, I got to teach you, teach you, teach you, or be powerful, or or, be a warrior. No, the first thing a baby experiences is love. Nurture from their parents. Right? But also... Many of our deepest wounds come, exist in our lover facade, in the lover quadrant. And we experience these wounds at a very young age. Rejection. Parents aren't around. Maybe bullied at home or bullied at school. And so we, we, we hear these negative voices at a very young age and we believe them all our lives such as i'm not a loving person i don't love or connect well cuz they bully me at school i don't have a lot of friends i'm not worthy of love because of my mistakes and i'm not wanted these are some of the messages that we take on at a very young age and for many of us we they stick In our lives, and we believe them most of our lives. Because that's what I grew up in. That's what I started to experience at a a very young age. And we use these addiction patterns to avoid pain or to seek pleasure. One of the things that we do as well is we people please. I need connection, so I'm going to please others. I'm going to please them so they want me. I'm going to do whatever it takes so that they accept me in their group. Or I'm going to be like them. So all these, the cool guys, the cool kids, they all smoke, they all drink. So I'm going to do that too so they could accept me. And we tend to maybe overcommit and do things that we don't want because we want to feel accepted. We want to have that connection because we're lovers. We, 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 we crave that connection. And a lot of times that people-pleasing is without regard of our self-care. We think about others before we think about us. But let me ask you this. How can you take care of someone else if you're not taking care of yourself? Right? So, Jesus himself experienced these wounds. Jesus himself went through all of this. And Jesus surrendered. He yielded to his crucifixion on behalf of our sins. In Isaiah 53, verses 3 through 5, says this. He was despised and rejected by men. Have any of you ever felt despised or rejected by others? Yeah. A man of sorrow and familiar with suffering. Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised. And we esteemed him not. Surely he took upon our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken from God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced. For our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquity. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. <laughs> I mean, is that love or what? Jesus experienced all these wounds. He experienced all of that. But he did it out of love. Because he loves you and accepts you. He created you. Jesus released his emotions as well. He showed emotions. Jesus was a lover who expressed his emotions. And you could see that all throughout his life. In Luke... Chapter 19, verse 41 says, as he approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it. Jesus wept. Sometimes our culture tells us that men don't cry. You got to be tough. Well, you know what, if my Jesus wept, it's okay if if I weep too. He felt sorrow. He felt crushed. He felt betrayed. And he felt those emotions too. Jesus also depended. He depended on the the disciples and depended on God. In Luke chapter 9 verse 2 says, and he sent them out, meaning the, the disciples, To preach the kingdom of God and heal the sick. So he wasn't just a lover or a king who needed, wanted to do everything. He released, he depended. Disciples go out and preach and heal the sick. God deliver me. God help me. He released. While while Stevie was singing, you saw those those images of beautiful scenery, the mountains, the forest. When I look at that, I've asked myself, why did you create that? Just because he loves me. And God created the heavens, the earth, the universe, the amazing animals, everything. But what he calls his most precious is you. He loves you. And so tonight, today I want you to close your eyes. I want you to think about Just reflect on what what you've heard here today. Stevie, can I get you up here, please? What kind of lover are you? What part of the lover is a strength for you? How do you connect with people? How do you serve others? You being here today is loving and supporting me. That's part of your lover. What part of your lover needs healing? And I want you to imagine that little kid, a little kid inside of you. That's you at a young age inside of you. What was that little kid inside of you, what were were his or her wounds at an early age? Only you know what that little kid inside of you went through and has gone through in life. Maybe that little kid inside of you needs attention. When was the last time you gave that little kid inside of you attention? Yourself. What wounds do you need to let go and turn them over to God today so that he can heal and restore? I want you to think about how can you identify when that lover part of you starts going to a bad place? Do you isolate? Do you shut down? Do you let your emotions just take over? Maybe, maybe that needs to be turned over to God today. Maybe the lover part is not your strongest uh, uh, quadrant. Maybe it's not your strongest side. But you know somebody in your life who's a strong lover. How can you come alongside them and bless them? Who in your life is also struggling like this? Who has these same wounds? Where they feel lonely, abandoned. How can you come alongside alongside a lover who's struggling and support them and bless them? But right now, I want you to think about this. How can you come alongside the little little you inside of you and give give them attention? And just, just say to yourself, yeah, I've messed up, but God's forgiven me. I've been wounded. I've been done wrong. But God is my healer. He went through all, the, all these wounds. And the Bible says that by his stripes, I am healed. And that's emotionally and physically. I'll tell you what. Jesus is the perfect love. Love. And he loves you. He loves you. I want you to just put your heart, your hand over your heart. And whatever wounds you need to turn over to God right now, just between you and God, say whatever you have to say. This is your moment with God. Just hand it over to him. Father God, I give you thanks. Thank you for the healing. Thank you for the restoration. Thank you for your son, Jesus, who died for me, for my sins, for my wounds. Jesus, you paid the ultimate price. You were rejected. You were abandoned. You were betrayed. You were beaten for me. And this morning, I just hand over, I release all my wounds, all my rejections, all my negative thoughts. I just hand it over to you this morning. And wherever you're at, Even if you're listening online, just do it right now. Just release it to God. I declare victory. I declare restoration. I declare healing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. You're a good God. You're a good God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.